Welcome to Refocus. I'm your host, Trevor Wilson. This is a podcast of Sunday school lessons that I've taught, some sermons that I have preached. Uh, I have various guests at different times. Uh, Basically, the, the whole idea is to just kind of refocus back on the Word of God, going back to those Bible stories, studying the scriptures. Let's just, just kind of get out of ourselves, out of our own thinking, and go back to the Word of God and see what He has to say. I love those old Sunday school lessons when we were kids. We seem to have gotten away from some of those, just the bare bones bottom of what the Word of God, the meat and potatoes, if you will. So I hope you enjoy it and pass along and share. Now, let's get to the lesson. Hello, and welcome back once again. We have now progressed up to Matthew chapter 9. We're going to begin that now. And I just want to say thank you to all those of you who uh, have been listening in and have been following along. And if you haven't been, uh, I'm sure the uh, past podcasts that I've made are still available. If you need to go back to the beginning of Matthew and try to get caught up, just uh, get a hold of Trevor and uh, you can get him on Facebook or whatever. If you have his number, I'm sure you can call him um, if they're not posted out there, but I'm sure you can make those available to you if you want to kind of go back and and get back up to where we are in case you kind of started somewhere in between or if you're just starting today. But anyway, we are now in uh, chapter 9 of the book of Matthew, and uh, you know, there's, there's, I guess maybe a thing or two I want to say before we really get into the the actual passages here. Um, you, you know, we've kind of been going through all these different events, mostly um, healings and that sort of thing that Jesus has uh, done, and we're continuing in that. Um, and I don't want to say that they're random, but they kind of are. They're just different ones that are being mentioned, um, and they're also they're mentioned in um, you know several of the uh, the gospels, both the synoptic gospels and some in the uh, in John, which would be you know the four the regular gospels. But um, they're not necessarily all in exact chronological order. Um, you know, might, you might be able to go through the different ones and, and figure out which ones fall where, but, you know, there's been a, a, some degree of controversy, of course, over the fact that they're not in necessarily in the same order, depending on which gospel you read. But you have to understand that each gospel has a different way of presenting Christ. They're all designed to present Christ in various ways. The first three are called the synoptic gospels because they're so more synonymous with one another than is John. But, you know, they all are, all four are designed to present Christ in, uh, in a different way. For instance, Matthew presents Christ as the Son of Man. And we'll talk about that a little bit here, you know, in a little while. Um, Mark presents Christ as the Son of God. Matthew um, um, and Luke presents him as a servant. And John presents him as Christ the King. So they all have, for lack of a better term, an agenda, you know, a, a, a message, a goal that they're trying to reach, you know, and trying to portray Christ in a different manner. And so that impacts 
the way they remember and share the different events that occurred during Christ's ministry here on earth. Um, you know, they might, they may recall certain events in certain order, or they may not, depending on whether they were actually there, just getting their information from somewhere else. But what they do recall are the events that are going to build toward what they're trying to share and what they're trying to accomplish in revealing an attribute of Christ. So, you know, don't get bent out of shape if it appears in some of the uh, Gospels that they're not in the same order. It doesn't mean there's a problem with the um, reliability of Scripture. It certainly doesn't take away from the fact that it's inspired of God. Um, he's inspiring things to be recorded based on what he wants to, us to see. So the chronology in some cases may matter, but in, in other cases it doesn't. It, it depends on the context, like everything else. And it depends on what it is you're trying to show, what you're trying to accomplish. So, so again, don't get all bent out of shape if you happen to read a different gospel or a different account in some other book. Um, and it appears on the surface that there's contradiction. In reality, there isn't. Um, I also want to say that, you know, in, in um, the first verse, it, it says that he entered into a ship and passed over, passing over the, the Sea of Galilee and came into his own city. You remember in chapter 8, you know, there he was in the land of the Gadarenes and he cast out the demons of the, the Gadarene demoniac and, you know, the cast them into the swine and ran over the edge of the hill and all that. I mean, what a, what a wonderful miracle, what a, what a great thing occurred. And yet the people there rejected him, that scared him, you know, for whatever reason. Um, they didn't want him to be around. And so he left there. I don't know if you'd say rapidly, but soon thereafter, at any rate. And, you know, I think even there's a message in that, in the fact that, you know, we're told to go ye therefore and teach all nations and so on. We have a responsibility to win the lost, and we certainly don't want to shy away from the more difficult areas, you know, in, in, in favor of the easier areas to evangelize. But... But there also is a time the Bible teaches us that you're, you're wasting your time. And your time could be better spent elsewhere, you know, sharing Christ with souls that actually care and actually want to uh, hear about Christ. So, um, you know, that's what Jesus did. You know, he came to a point where he said, okay, I'm done. I, you know, you don't want me? I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm leaving. Um, he presented, you know, there was an opportunity for them to see you know, what, what Christ um, wanted people to see, which ultimately is salvation. Of course, he does it in different ways. But they rejected him. Um, and quite frankly, I mean, my opinion is, people may have different ideas about this, but, you know, I believe the, the, um, the unpardonable sin, it says is blasphemy, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Well, when the Holy Spirit calls you to salvation and you reject him, that's blasphemy because... You're basically saying, I don't need God. God can't do what he says he can do. I, you know, salvation can come from other sources. Or, you know, you're, you're, you're betting your eternal life on something other 
than what the Holy Spirit is sharing with you. Well, that's blasphemy, in my opinion. You know, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is rejection of salvation. So um, that's what's happened to these folks. And, and so Jesus says, all right, you know, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to go on. I'm, I'm going to get my boat. I'm, I'm going to head on. Uh, since we already kind of mentioned verse 1 says, and he entered into a ship and passed over and uh, came to his own city. Well, if you look in some of the other Gospels, Mark uh, chapter uh, 2, verse 1, in fact, literally says Capernaum. So if, if you go back and you see uh, Matthew 4.13, um, it, it says that he went and lived in Capernaum. That was his home now. That's, you know, that's not where he's from. That's not obviously where he was born, and we know that he was raised in Nazareth. But now he's dwelling in, in Capernaum, so that's his current home. So what it says, he came to his own city. Um, he's basically going back to where he has, uh, I guess you could say, established a base of uh, operations from, you know, but that's his home. That's his current home, and so that's why it says his own city. And behold, and brought him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. So Jesus claims every attribute of deity. Now, in verse 3 it says, And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. Um, you know, they didn't like what they saw because they saw him as a man. And they said, you know, this guy is claiming to do what God does. That's blasphemy. And so they accused him of blasphemy. And they, their idea was to dislodge Jesus from uh, the confidence and the love of the people. They didn't like the fact that all these people are following him and believing him and, and, and doing what he wants. And, you know, you know, we have a responsibility to share the gospel. But we also need to understand that not everybody's going to receive it. There are going to be those that God has already shared, just like he did with the, the gatherings, and turned his back on. So some of them, it doesn't matter what you do, they're not going to receive the gospel. We need to focus our attention on the ones that, that do. Um, so, you know, that's who these, these uh, scribes are. Jesus, knowing their thoughts, says, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whether easier it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk, um, that, that ye may know the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go into the house. And he arose and departed to his house. When the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. So obviously the, the scribes didn't accomplish what they wanted to accomplish. Um, and... You know, he just healed them, and the people still followed, and the, the scribes attempt to discredit him failed. Um, but the thing that I like here is in verse 2, it says, And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy. A lot of people believe that's, that he saw the faith of those who brought the palsy man to Jesus, which certainly that's our responsibility to do that, to try to bring people to Christ. You know, we can't save them. We just do what we can to bring them to the presence of Christ, whether it's just get them to come to church or share the gospel. In either case, it doesn't matter. We're just trying to get them to the feet of Jesus because he's the one that does the saving. Um, and certainly he did recognize the faith of the men that brought him. But, you know, this guy had 
palsy. It's not like he was in a coma or something like that. He knew what was going on. I, I believe he was expressing faith also. He was expressing a willingness to go to this man who could heal him and not only heal him physically but spiritually. Um, and, and so, you know, when Jesus says he, he says seeing their faith said in the disciple of palsy, I think he was talking about all of them. Uh, both the ones who brought him and uh, and the one who was in the bed uh you know their sinners are are helpless and hopelessly sick in their sins and so when jesus seeing their faith he he says you know he's seeing the faith of both the bringers and the sick the faith's connecting link between the sinner and the savior that's that's what is necessary for us to in order to uh, to be saved, we need the faith of Christ in order to do that. So, it says, "Be of good cheer; thy sins be forgiven thee." The greatest joy in the world is over sinners coming to repentance. There's no joy like it. If you've never had the opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with a sinner and lead him to the Lord, folks, there's no joy like it. Um, it's just something that lifts you up and keeps you going. I know the majority of the time when you do that, people don't respond. But you know that one time when you do, it's like playing golf. You get a good straight drive down the fairway. That's all it takes for you to come back, even though all the rest of your shots have been in the rough or something. Um, you know, a sinful heart being cleansed is even greater than the physical body being healed. So the root of this man's problem was sin. And Jesus announced himself as God by forgiving the man's sin because only God can forgive sin. So that's obviously why the scribes um, didn't like what was going on <coughs> because they too could see who he was and what he was doing. God, of course, knows your heart. He knows what you believe in your heart. You can't hide that. And and they didn't even have to say it as it reveals in this passage we just read here. Um, so, you know, they, they want to do away with the deity of Jesus and, and exalt his humanity and, and that sort of thing. They're okay if you want to look at Jesus as a great teacher. They just don't want you to see him as savior of mankind. Um, but, you know, um, the son of man, he's referred to as the son of man. You know, he, he wants people to know that not only is he holy man, but he's holy God. Um, he's the one who has the power to tell this man to take up thy bed and walk. And, and he uses that to show them that he has that the power to forgive sin. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, that's our responsibility to do that once Christ has come into our lives is to go then and share the gospel uh, with others. Um, <clears throat> and as I said before, we need to understand that we need to spend time, we need to maximize our time and spend that time on the people who are really going to listen, people who really want to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. So those are the ones we need to seek out. But Christ obviously can do wondrous things. And the most wondrous things he can do is save man from their sin, regardless of what the world tries to do to keep you from doing that as the scribes did here um, Jesus is still in control he still has power overall and uh, 
he's still going to be able to handle situations that you face during the course of your life. And it's never going to get any easier. It's always going to get harder because every time you overcome something, Satan's going to come back at you with something even worse. So anyway, that's uh, that's our, our thoughts for the, today. I hope you enjoyed it. We invite you to come back and uh, we'll pick up where we left off. Thank you and God bless.